This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness. The best in fitness, wellness, public speaking, health coaching, and more. Find out promo codes and information at contifitness.net. This episode is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with online health coaching from High Five Health and Fitness. High5healthandfitness.com. And finally, do you want the most optimal health and improved performance in your life, check out Vox Life. They are a company that reduces pain, increases strength, endurance, increases stability, balance, and enhances range of motion, provides for faster reaction times. Check out all the promo codes for insoles, socks, you name it, at twofitcrazies.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are to Fit Crazies. <laughs> and the microphone. We are where it's at. We're on fire. Brian was laughing even before he came in for this one. We're on fire. And he had two hands, like fist pumping with two hands. So, um, Bring it on. All right. We're bringing it on because we just wrapped up um, another great episode. But before today, we had 83, which was Eli Ingram. Who's a pretty freaking awesome story? Ex vet, jumping out of planes, college athlete, on all the news in New York, Fox, and this, and Good Morning America, that, and now is the regional head of fitness and education for Orange Theory for the tri state area, which are out of not, you know, people that aren't from this area. That's like, you know, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. It's a pretty freaking big deal. Um, he's a pretty big deal and super humble. Which yeah. is like, yeah, you know. And a great conversation, tons of info. You know, I'm not an I'm not an OTF insider like uh, like Christine is. I got my hand in the pot. And it's uh, it's you know, so I learned from it for sure. And and uh, you know, it's just it's an interesting concept, and I think it's the way that some of uh, fitness will be going. Um, with all the technology and the, uh, you know, the wearables and and the way that they uh, keep track of of everything uh, that they, you know that the people's vitals and and you know are able to you know tell them when they need a day of rest or tell them when they can work a little bit harder and mm-hmm. and you know it's just uh, something that there's something to it and uh, they're extremely popular gyms so uh, very neat yeah I love it yeah so definitely. I am biased. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, definitely go check it out. And he talks kind of about the story and, you know, what you can expect and, and um, check it out. So if you haven't listened to episode 83, really, uh, really a great listen. Maybe give you some new ideas of new fitness that you may not normally try, which is why we're here. And speaking of new ideas. And the future And the of future fitness. of fitness podcast, actually. We had Eric Malzone on today, and he was coming to us from Montana. You were going to hear a really cool story of this Northern California guy went to Boston College to play water polo and came out, was working, you know, kind of business, marketing, sales industry, and decided to follow his passion. Just kind of like... A lot of us were trying to give you guys some courage and, you know, just some inspiration, motivation, was involved in CrossFit, and then now um, is really involved in the fitness industry. and More so on the business end yeah, of things. Yeah. Um, is really fascinating, and you're going to hear about his podcast that he started, which is the Future of Fitness podcast. He does the Fitness Blitz Radio, which actually I was on, and Brian will be on in the future as well. Um, really cool story about what's going on in the industry, what to expect, um, 
and again, maybe even how to help your business, whether it's fitness or not, um, you know, really with marketing and, and talking to people and relationships. All the business stuff aside, you know, this is just another example of which we've had, you know, probably at least a dozen at this point. You know, was, Eric's a person who said, you know, if I don't do this, I will live to regret it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's and, in good company yeah, with us. That's that's exactly it. And, you know, the two of us aside, you know, both have had that conversation with ourselves and with others. Uh, you know, we've had many, many, many on the show as guests. And, you know, so that again, the business stuff aside, we get the story. Uh, you know, we find out uh, all about it. And, and uh, you know, it's just a really great uh, conversation. He likes to do many things. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like Christine and in a sense, like myself, you know, these good ideas, when they come up, they're good ideas. They can't be put aside all the time. You know, they have to be worked on and they have to be, um, you know, uh, entertained at least. And right. and, uh, and uh, with the the word that we've used for that is the multi potentialite, uh, you know, so there's uh, there's lots of potential out there and there's no reason to really. Um, focus on one thing unless focusing on one thing's your thing you know right. it's like it's it's a cool way you can break it down anyway but uh and he talks about how temporary failure leads to opportunity i love that love and that, that really resonated falling with me. up because you know what again maybe maybe you have all these great ideas out there but um maybe not every idea is going to work out but that idea go for it if it fails maybe it led you to an opportunity somewhere else because lord knows I got a lot of stuff written on all of my walls, like a beautiful mind at home. It's kind of bizarre sometimes when you close the doors, you see all these ideas. But some of the best ideas, I think, are not the best ideas. Some of the things that are kind of secondary, tertiary, start to unravel. And again, it, you know, you don't, you don't become an over, overnight success overnight. Overnight. So, I don't know. I think you guys are going to enjoy episode 84 with Eric Malzone. Enjoy it. Two Fit Crazy and a Microphone Podcast. Peace. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are to Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. How you doing today, Brian? Better than ever. He's got, he's like fist pumping. Yeah. Happy uh, happy days. Happy. Beautiful weather. It's not as cold. That's right. I think we're on the other end of this stuff here. I'm hoping. A couple more weeks of February, but we're just stealing time, right? Stealing time. Stealing time. I'm hoping. As long as we get the sun out, we're good. So what's kind of exciting is that... Actually, I'm excited to bring our our guest on today. Right away, we're going to get into it. And I'm hoping he's not freezing to death uh, where he's located in the Midwest. Eric Malzone, welcome. Hey, you guys. Uh, I love your banter. I'm excited to be on the show. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. 
Glad to be here. It is, uh, it is a bit chilly. I am in northwest Montana, uh, up in Whitefish, and uh, this morning is about 12 degrees, but now it's getting up to a balmy 19. The, I was so, going to say balmy for that, uh, for that neck of the woods get these the days. Get the bikinis ready, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. So, what's, what's going on up there? Yeah. How did you end up there? Is, are you from there originally? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's kind of part of my story. This is by design. Um, you know, my wife and I are... Uh, well, now she is. She's a, a Brazilian turned Californian, now turned uh, Montanan. Wow. And you want to learn how to ski. And, uh, you know, I'll get into the story when, when we're ready. But, yeah, after selling my gym um, and kind of hitting the road, my wife and I have been essentially nomadic for about a year and a half. And uh, we plant down somewhere for the, uh, the ski season, and then we start exploring once, uh, once the thaw comes. Eric, you're from California originally, correct? Yeah, I'm from Northern California. I'm from the uh, the Silicon Valley before it was a Silicon Valley. <laughs> it was just a something something Valley then, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, it's changed. There aren't too many Brazilians in in Montana. I, I don't believe is there like a, a, a you know a meeting of some sort that they all meet up or or they uh, you know they have like a a, a, a Facebook group where uh, Brazilian Montanans meet up. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. No, there is not. There's not a lot of Brazilians here. But um, <clears throat> when we we were here last winter as well, and we ended up uh, finding a place because um, we look for furnished rentals and short-term rentals and just happened to be that the person that responded to our Craigslist posting um, was Brazilian. Um, she happened to have the same name as my wife's mom. Wow. And she also happened to have um, a daughter with the same name as my wife. <laughs> and... Uh, and so talk about random, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the only, so I only know two Brazilians in Whitefish, Montana so far, and somehow they managed to connect over Craigslist, oddly enough. That's, yeah. Hey, so needle in a haystack. Here's where we're going though. You grew up in California and then yep. you went to BC. It's a little Boston yes. college. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. That was a really interesting choice. I, um, so I was also, you know, growing up in, in Northern California, my sports, uh, I started swimming at a young age because uh, I had asthma, actually. And my brother was a really competitive and, and you know, D1 um, scholarship athlete um, in swimming. And uh, so I was kind of following his footsteps, but I didn't really like swimming. But I did it because I had bad asthma. And, um, <clears throat> you know, over time, it, it really worked. And I ended up, you know, being a decent swimmer, not great. But then I found water polo uh, at the age of 12. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there wondering, you know, maybe never even seen water polo. And, um to answer your question, I know you're asking is, no, we don't teach the horses to swim, um, <laughs> water polo. but, uh, you know, I, I, had a good high school career and I started looking at options and all of the traditional options for, for water polo would have been, um, you know, on the West coast. So, you know, Cal, UCLA, um, USC, all of that. But I, I just had this, I don't know, I guess I've always had this, uh, desire within me. If everyone goes right, I try to go left and, you know, uh, I guess in this circumstance, if you're looking at it, I went right and everyone stayed left. And, uh, you know, I started looking at a bunch of different colleges. And when I went out to Boston, um, they had, you know, at that time, a, a water polo program that was just kind of budding. It was, uh, you know, a D1 varsity uh, sport. And, you know, they're starting to put more attention to it. But I went out and, man, I, I just fell in love with Boston. And, uh, you know, there's something about the charm of the town and it just felt unique. And I felt like I was abroad. Um, mm -hmm. you know, even though I was still in the United States and I decided to, you know, look at it from a, a more worldly perspective. I'm like, Hey, this is a great opportunity for me to explore and live in a completely different area and not just do more of the same for four years. And, uh, 
down and I committed and I went for it and I, I didn't look back. It definitely, uh, being on the East Coast definitely sharpened my edges a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, like welcome Boston, to the dark but, uh, side. That's right. There's a little edge for sure, especially Boston. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Yeah, I thought I thought I would go out there, you know, with my skateboard and my long hair and people would, would dig it, right? They'd be like, oh, they're into this California guy. No, no, not at all. It was the complete opposite. Yeah. Oh, no. We we actually are big fans of Boston. Um we uh we'll actually be out there in, in a- April. April fifteenth, Patriots we, uh, Day. We run by Boston at the Boston Marathon. We're uh yeah. we're big actually um, the Boston the section through Boston College is my absolute favorite mm-hmm. um part you did go Boston College, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that campus is uh I think that's really what made me fall in love with that the portion of the race where is where right after the hills. It's right after Heartbreak, Heartbreak Hill. You Hill. come into you you come out of Newton, you go on the Chestnut Hill and you go, it's, you know, you're 21 miles in and the crowd there by that point of the day is drunk, right? Like everybody's <laughs> hammered and uh, the hammered and, um, you know, and there's a downhill and you can really get soaked up in the, A, the energy and B, the downhill. One time I looked at my watch going through there and it was after the hills, you know, the hills are behind you. Yeah. You kind of made you're it. Like, Thank you're, God I made it. You went over Heartbreak Hill and you were like, all right, here we go. And I looked uh, one, the one year I was running with my friend Joe and he went to BC. He ran track for BC and he's doing this thing with his thumbs with the eagle, you know, like where he's making the eagle sign, the Boston College Eagles. And these kids yeah. are going bananas. I got goosebumps just now just talking about it. And yeah. I looked down at my watch and it was and it was 540 mile. I was running a 540 mile at mile 26 or 21 in the marathon. And I hit him. I'm like, dude, knock it off. Like, slow down. Like, slow down. We <laughs> yeah, got to slow yeah. down. Chill. <laughs> um, you know, we were, we were probably about, uh, you know, good, good 40 seconds faster than we had been the rest of the race. So it was, uh, we had to cool out a little bit, but love that part of the course and, uh, just kind of kicks you down into the city. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Marathon Monday. Um, I've never run the marathon. It's never been running's never been my thing, but, um, I love marathon Monday. I mean, the way we treated it as students was, uh, when you guys started running, we started drinking <laughs> it was our job to support you in, in that way that we knew we could. You know what? And, Every uh, year I run, I really appreciate that, Eric, really yeah. appreciate it. Really <laughs> helps my running, you know? Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it takes a village. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Eric, take us now. You are, you know, you graduate. Um, what, what happens now? Obviously you have a great foundation of, and a love obviously for, for movement and fitness and athletics. Mm-hmm. That wasn't your, you're like, you know, like me, like Brian, we did not pick fitness at an early time. It wasn't fitness. Wasn't the ultimate goal yet somehow it's almost our calling. How did yeah. you get now from, because was, was it business and marketing you did at PC? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So when I graduated, uh, you know, I think like a lot of people after college, I, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I just kind of defaulted into due to the networks I had into uh, a sales job. Um, so I got into selling recruiting services, um, you know, started working my way up the ladder. Then I switched to, uh, the radio industry. So I started doing, um, sales and promotions for a couple of radio stations in San Francisco. Um, and then I, uh, got into the mortgage, uh, industry. And then we all saw what happened, uh, to that around 2008. And, you know, so I was in various forms of sales marketing and, um, 
the way it went is I, I always, I knew that that wasn't my, going to be my thing. You know, I was just enjoying my twenties, living in San Francisco, trying to make some money and, and trying to figure out what my calling was going to be. And, um, I also knew that, um, I probably wasn't, uh, that good at working for people. <laughs> um, I, uh, I have, you know, some, uh, issues with systemic authority, I guess. And, uh, at one day, uh, one of my college, uh, teammates, Trevor Boehm, uh, I remember this day I was, I was actually, it was 2008. I was sitting, um, it was Friday. I was on, um, on Columbus Avenue at, at a bar outside and it was happy hour. And, uh, I got a text from my friend Trevor and it said, Hey man, do you want to open a gym? And, you know, I sat there and I laughed about it and then I had a beer and, then I was like, I texted him back. And this was back when we didn't have the traditional, like the, it was to text. It was like two, two, two. And uh, so I just replied back. Yes. Yes, I do. And that, that's kind of when it all started. And the reason being is I also just started CrossFit and, mm-hmm. you know, back then it was kind of the wild, wild west of, of CrossFit. And, you know, I was joined uh, Chris Lane's gym, who's Jack Lane's grand nephew. And uh, I was just seeing, I was loving it. First of all, I was loving the community. It brought back my, my competitive, you know, I was still playing club water polo, but this seemed to do something about, you know, being once again in that training environment that felt like a team, right. Um, where, you know, everyone around you is working very hard, just as hard as you are. And it's that shared suffering. And that was kind of the beauty of, of CrossFit early on. So I was hooked. And, and I also saw the growth of, of Chris Lane's gym. It was just exploding. And um, all that combined with the, the, timely text message from Traver, um, you know, I, I just said, yes, you know, let's do it. I, and I always kind of base my decisions um, since, you know, really that moment moving forward on, you know, if I don't do this, if I don't go for this now, you know, will I regret it in 10 years? And the answer to me was a resounding yes. I'm like, Eric, if you don't go for this now, you're going to, you're really not going to be happy with yourself. You're always going to wonder what if I did? And so, you know, from there, Traver and I um, started doing some research on where we want to open the affiliate, uh, the CrossFit affiliate. And, you know, like I said, back then, it was still the wild, wild west. People are planting flags in the ground in different areas. Um, so we started researching a couple. The top of the list was um, Santa Barbara, California, or Truckee, uh, which is Lake Tahoe. And there just happened not to be a, um, a CrossFit affiliate in Santa Barbara, California yet that was really established. Um, so I packed up um, you know, we, he actually got there first. Um, he rented a space and, uh, I packed everything up, um, from San Francisco, borrowed my dad's trailer, said goodbye to a lot of my friends and, uh, hit the road and got down to Santa Barbara, which is a city I'd never really been in, nor did I know anybody. Um, started, uh, ripping the ceiling out of this, uh, this rental unit and developing a, a small CrossFit gym, uh, about 800 square feet. And, you know, from there, it just, it just grew, you know, it was, uh, a lot of hard work getting out there. I mean, as you guys remember, 2008, 2009 was not the best time to start a business. Um, <laughs> True. And uh, so we had a bootstrap. We couldn't get loans. We had to bootstrap a lot of it as we went. Um, but it grew. And then it just kind of grew. And my, my passion for, um, you know, fitness had to grow because I love, I actually love the business side of things. That was my big thing is I always want to own my own business. And um, I had to really, due to my own insecurities, really start to educate myself on fitness. So I started gobbling up certifications and, and obviously coaching people a ton and learning as much as I could and creating programs and trying to differentiate ourselves in the market and all these things. And, uh, you know, over an eight and a half year span, um, I grew it up and the, the gym up to what is now Gravitas Fitness um, in downtown Santa Barbara. And I sold it in, in 2017 to 
move on to some other things. But um, yeah, it was just, I never would have planned it happening that way, but you know, that's, that's the way life is. You kind of look at opportunities as they come. And um, I'm really happy and excited to be part of the fitness industry and starting to grow, um, you know, my influence in a different way. I have to say that every person that we've talked to that is successful in fitness is not just fitness. This is not a, Hey, you know what? I think I want to go into, I want to open a place or I, you know, there's that journey. And, you know, for you again, fitness, the people who are successful in fitness, they know fitness, but they also know business because you have to have both. There is not one without the other. And I have to say, you know, with a, I have an English and business degree too, as a college athlete and you, you know, every single thing that I got from, you know, my business education, it's totally different when you bring it over to fitness. I mean, you're, you're dealing with people's emotions. I mean, that is, you know, their, their bodies. And it's one thing to strike deals with their money. It's another thing to strike deals with emotion. And that's the rub, right? And that's it. You know, I know plenty of people in the business that, that are really, really good at the business and don't see people as people. Uh, you know, they're, they're how many, you know, memberships are that, you know, they're, they're, they're units and, uh, you know, the, so it takes both, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, it's such a good point that, you know, this, the fitness industry by nature is entrepreneurial, right? I mean, you, you like, even if you're a trainer at a big box gym, you still, you're still responsible for building your own business within a business. And, uh, you know, there's no track that you can get out and graduate and then get into a corporate fitness job. Right. Uh, at least not that I know of. No. And then kind of follow that track, build your 401k, um, all of those things. It's just not out there. So you really, you know, it's, it's a highly entrepreneurial business. And I, 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 that's why I think I'm attracted to it. There just seems to be not as many rules either. Right. You can really come at it from a lot of different directions and, and, you know, <clears throat> make your presence be felt from the online to the brick and mortar to a mixture of both. Um, it's just a crazy cool place to be. We, we like the stress. I think we like that. We like that, that tense environment of like, okay, you wake up. I know for, for us, like sometimes we wake up and it's like, yeah, I am awesome and I am successful (laughs) and things are great. And then the next morning you're like, what am I doing? I'm a failure. This didn't go. And it's, I mean, that up and down almost is like your, your adrenaline. It's like you're addicted to that, you know, that feeling that of, you know, how, what can I do? And, you know, like again, being an athlete and being that, you know, being around those people that, that push you and you want to go and do better and win. And it's, I think that really translates into your everyday life. And Eric, so you have now, I mean, you have two successful things going on right now that, that I actually was attracted to from social media and kept seeing, you know, a lot of your marketing. And that's really what, you know, kind of what caught my eye and drew me to what you were doing, kind of changing lives and inspiring people. So tell our listener base now some of the things that you're now involved with that are worldwide. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. And, and I appreciate that. You know, it's funny, and I want to go back to your comment too about the, the ebbs and flows. I mean, I think back to just this week alone, like we're recording this on a Thursday, right? Uh, between Monday and Thursday, I've had the full gamut of emotions from I'm on a complete high on top of the world to I'm, I should get go back and get a corporate job. Right. Um, so it's okay, just, I do that on a daily basis. Yeah. That's how yeah, I feel. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'd like, say weekly, but I would say maybe daily or even. Have hour. I had my coffee yet? You know, one of those <laughs> deals. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been an interesting journey. So, you know, I had a, um, you know, a successful gym by basically all measures. And, you know, when, um, you know, in, in 2016, it was, it was 
kind of a, a very personally challenging time for my wife. We just uh, suffered a lot of loss. And, you know, something at that point in time kind of changed my chemistry, my DNA, whatever it was. I don't know. Um, I'm a slightly different person. And, you know, I just kind of came home one day and I told my wife, um, you know, I'm like, I, I'm think, you know, we always talk about going to that mountain town, right? Um, I think I'm ready to sell a gym. Let's, let's do it. And the first thing she said was like, first of all, don't mess with me. Are you serious? Right. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, cause it was so much of my identity was, was the gym. And I said, yeah. And, you know, so started working and eventually, um, you know, successfully sold it off to Danny Russell, who was my head coach, who, who did absolutely brilliant job with it. And, uh, you know, and then I, I set, set to the road and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to stay in the industry. Um, I knew I wanted to have a larger influence and therefore impact more people, um, by helping those who help people. And, uh, I didn't, I just didn't know what that looked like. You know, I started Doug Holt and I partnered up and we started a digital marketing agency, um, which is still running boutique, um, style. We got about 10 to 12 clients kind of going all the time, but mostly technical and SEO work. Um, and then we've, you know, since then it's that same entrepreneur story. It's like, we're, we keep looking for opportunities. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of, um, temporary failure, um, but that have led us to different opportunities. And now in 2019, um, I really narrowed it down to where I think I make the biggest influence um, and can make the biggest impact. So we have a couple things, you know, fitness professional online is kind of our hub. Um, so you go to fitnessprofessionalonline.com and you'll see all of my content um, and a lot of con- uh, contributors to that site as well. And we're, we're building that up, um, which is really just our way to kind of give back um, and give, you know, new and fresh ideas to the fitness community. And then, um, you know, there's a couple other things as well. I'm going to sound like a, a complete like serial entrepreneur cause I'm probably all over the place, but the big thing that we're launching right now is certified course creation. And, uh, one of the things I've seen of my colleague, Kate Jaramillo and a few others is that, you know, at one point the obvious thing to do is spread your knowledge was to write a book, right? Um, now I, I believe that has changed. And I believe that if people within the industry truly have a specialty, have knowledge and needs to get out there um, and want to stop trading their own time for money, um, they should create a certification. So we have a system now um, and a team that builds out um, certifications uh, online from soup to nuts and uh, you know helps people who have been in the industry for a while um, create something that can truly last and, and give them a, uh, a nice piece of income as well. So that's, that's a big part of it. And then also I'm working on, um, building a, uh, a mentoring company with a colleague of mine, Ken Andruco. Um, so it's called level five mentors and, uh, you know, we're starting within the fitness industry and, uh, helping entrepreneurs, uh, build their business and then, uh, moving on, um, you know, outside the industry as well. So that's kind of my, my big stuff right now. Christine, this guy's got more stuff going on he than sounds you. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, love right. I got it all. I'm like, I got it all down. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I got. Yeah, well, yeah but you know what? I got it. Uh, whatever you need, I got it. I got it. Amon, <laughs> <So, laughs> <hey>, <laughs> Katie Jobs. Yeah. Um, I know this is really bad, but there is. There's been a lot of successful people that have said, you know, you need to be laser focused, right? Laser focused. Yeah. One thing. One thing. Guess what? Yeah. That's not me, and that's not a lot of people. What was that word? That was remember. Someone said it was, there was actually a word yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. you actually flourish and you thrive Monica Rivera. when you have multiple projects that you're working on because it actually lets you be more creative and really bring more of different ideas. And all of your ideas, Eric, are all interrelated. It's, you know, and I think that, you know, your, your clientele and the people you're helping are all you know, the same, you know, the same focus and it's to improve the quality of people's lives. 
And yeah. it's so, so important that, you know, for you, like, you, you know, coming from business, you see that you're bringing value to, you know, our fitness professionals that are listening right now. There are so many people I can't tell you. And again, also for someone who writes curriculum and whatnot, like sign us up, Eric, everything you're working on, we're all in two fit crazies are with you. Um, the certified course that you're saying that, you know, people want to create things. There's so many people that we come across that just fall over themselves and don't know how to write curriculum or write a course or write a certification. And guess what? Some of them probably shouldn't be a certification, but there's so many great ideas that if you could harness that, I think that's an awesome, awesome idea. So I'm hoping people listening right now really, you know, we'll get all your information for that, Eric, because I think that is just such an amazing idea. And the mentorships, it, how do you, you know, really, unless you have someone help you, there's, it's hard to be alone out there and try and figure out and navigate this fitness world without someone to say, listen, here's what I did. And I failed at this. Here's what I did. And I flourished. Let me help you even connect with people that may be interested. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I put such, it sounds like we all do. I put such a high value on mentorship in my own life. Um, you know, from the amount of money I've spent in it from Andy Petronic when I first started, um, in, in the CrossFit business to James Fitzgerald, um, who started OPEX and, uh, he's a very first CrossFit games champion in 07. Um, he was my coach and mentor for years. And then, you know, Chris Cooper from two brain business and now Ken and Druco and, and a couple other people. I just, you know, if you don't have a mentor in your life and something, you know, sometimes a mentor can offer an incredible amount of value just from simply having an outside perspective, Right. Um, cause we get so stuck in what we're doing on a daily basis that sometimes we never take the time to just take three steps back and be like, does any of this make sense? Right. Absolutely. Um, is it a ton of activity with no clarity? Maybe that's not why I'm getting traction or is it something different, you know? And that's, um, you know, that that's, there's so much value to that, you and, know, absolutely. And even being the mentor. There's, there's, I mean, the value that you get from being a mentor and helping somebody else, you know, a either find somebody that can maybe then help you with something, right? Like, you know, we've seen that all the time. I've helped people that have mentored me. You know, I know that for sure. And then, yeah. you know, they, you know, they just kind of, or like you said, just seeing it in a different way, or seeing somebody else how somebody else does something. It's just relationships. It's, uh, you know, it's really um, a fun way to do things too. You know, help somebody out by and help yourself in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. You learn so much, right. From the people that you mentor too. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of, you know, once you start to see, uh, what's working out there, right. And if you, you kind of accumulate enough people that you are working with, um, it just makes the whole thing better and better and better and better. And, uh, the whole experience. So it's, it's, it, it's a really cool thing to be doing. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I don't know. Do you guys watch shark tank? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, sometimes Mark Cuban will be like, you know, uh, you don't really know what business you're in. Right. Right. Um, like somebody, I think it was the one where they, they had this episode where it was like a, a beard trimmer thing where you put it underneath your beard um, as you trim it so that the little hairs don't get all over the, the bathroom sink. I have a beard. Um, this, this is a real problem, right? My wife is like, Everywhere. Every time I trim my beard, my wife is like, what did you do in there? Um, <laughs> And uh, anyway, so they created this, this, you know, solution for that problem, but they had this amazing YouTube video marketing. And he said to them, um, you know, you guys aren't in the product 
you know, this isn't your business. You guys are marketers, right? And I feel like, um, you know, for me and my personal evolution, it's like everything I do, I end up just, whether it's selling a product or a service, I end up just mentoring. Um, mm-hmm. That was something that people brought up to me is like, yeah, you, you're not really selling products, Eric. You're just mentoring people. I was like, huh, fascinating. Okay, I guess I'll just do that. Yeah. No, just, you know, you can monetize that too, man. That's a business, you know? Yeah, uh, it is. It, right? it, you know, yeah. So, uh, hey, if that's what you're doing, um, you know, stay in the wheelhouse. Working on it for yeah, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Eric, how did you? So you have a very, you have a very successful podcast, and we obviously are both. We share this passion for podcasting. How did that start? Because you know, Brian and I were just like, you know, what we saw the need. We saw that there was a, you know, that we could fill this need and help people on this, you know, in fitness and wellness and nutrition and, and you know, give this unbiased information and. Um, you and know, have we, and have some fun and have a lot of fun and and make yeah. it make it so people you know we're not lecturing people we're not telling them you have to do this you have to eat that and you need to hey let's give some information and let you decide and bring it to the masses now that was kind of our background and we everyone we talked to including yourself really shares that passion you know you realize mm-hmm. that you know yes we need to pay our bills but at the end of the day let's be honest Eric we all didn't go into this fitness career and give up our lucrative jobs and things like that. That wasn't the, that wasn't the purpose. It's obviously something deeper, something very heartfelt and you're following, I call it your follow your shine. How did, how did you start your podcast now? Cause it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, um, well, thank you. And I, I admire what you guys are doing. You guys are, um, years ahead of where I am now. And I, I, you know, want to be there at some point. I'm, you know, as you guys know, as you grow a podcast, it's a slow grow. Um, you know, it's not, at least it is for me. It That's is. My personal no, experience. it's a slow like, grow. I know? heard yesterday, uh, Eric, actually, I was talking to someone who's like, has been podcasting for years and years and years. And he said, most podcasts, number one, don't make it to 50 episodes. Number right. two, it takes them at least three and a half years to really get big, you know, advertisers and, and people who support them. And then if you make it to there, you're golden. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. And Hang on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just hold on. And you know, it's interesting. I, so when I started my first podcast was the future of fitness. My other one is the fitness blitz radio. And, uh, with the future of fitness, I, I always knew I wanted a podcast. Um, and then I, I talked to, you know, I mentioned him earlier, uh, Andy Petronic from the whole life challenge. And, um, I'm like, what do I, what do I need to do? You know, what, what, what equipment? He's like, Hey, you don't need anything. You just need to start. And, uh, I just I love that. So I literally just grabbed my MacBook and I, you know, hooked up zoom and I started calling people that I knew and be like, Hey, can I interview you? And, um, I knew the other p- nice piece of advice I got was like, just get to 50 and don't worry about it. Right. Um, I think that's, that's that magical number of like, like, I don't, you know, no disrespect to my first 20, any guests that I have on there, but I don't even want to go back and listen to those because I feel like I didn't do a good job. Um, we, we've thought I about just, taking our first few episodes down, but we leave them up there because they're so bad. Like you have to hear yeah, it. Yeah, right. Eric, we did WTF, what the 50, when we hit 50. That was the name of our episode. I'm just looking. WTF, what the 50. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. It's, you know, podcasting is a really cool thing. I, uh, you know, nothing makes me happier than when, you know, I get a random email from somebody like, Hey, I learned so much from this episode. Thank you. And, uh, you know, for me, the, the beauty of it, I mean, even as we sit, you know, there's obviously a lot of value because you're, you're, you're creating something and you're putting it out there and, you know, hopefully offering value to, to an audience. But I, what I really love about it 
um, I'd love to get your guys' feedback too, is like right now I'm sitting, you know, with you guys virtually, um, but everything's off. You know, all my notifications are off. My phone's off. Um, I'm completely immersed in the moment with you guys and listening to every single word that you say, how you say it, um, you know, learning from you. How many times during our day does that actually happen? Never. Never. It's yeah. mindfulness. This is like literally what we teach people. It's a people. real conversation that just doesn't take place anymore. I even no, think like the doesn't. aspect of like we wear headphones. I have headphones on right now. The aspect of having the headphones just isolates it even more. It's like we're really like <laughs> – it's like you're here. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool experience. And on top of that, of course, you know, with the future of fitness, I can say that, uh, which I know you guys are going to be on very soon, is um, I get to – it's like a it's like Wonder Woman's lasso, Right. I get to uh, ask people questions and they have to answer. They have to, <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, you're kind of in my world now, right? Like I'm in your guys' right. world right now. Um, and, now uh, now you just can't cool. leave Bronx tale. Yeah. Now you just can't leave. Yeah. yeah Bronx tale. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a really cool thing. And, you know, I get to interview people who I admire and I get to learn so much and I get to ask them the questions that I want to ask that I think, you know, I try to approach each podcast as if I'm, you know, five years old. Right. And I don't know anything. And uh, I just want to give as much value and not try to pretend like I know things and be at the level that my guests are at, but just ask really, really honest and genuine questions because I feel like those make the best conversations. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. I, I love asking questions. I love, ta I love talking to people, you know? Um, so it's a cool experience. And I think you guys, would, would, you know, probably agree that um, it's just a fun way to, to get value out there. Absolutely. You know, here, here, it, to me, it's always about the story. You know, we've got so much from you already. You know, you have a, a Brazilian wife in Montana. Uh, you know, you have, you know, you know, Boston College. You know, we know it. Like, you know, we've, it's like, you know, it's like we're just catching up a little bit. Um, and uh, it's it's really just a great medium. And I have a heck of a lot of fun with it. And, you know, the growth is, is happening for us. And it's cool. And, uh, you know, and you got two, which is awesome. I love your uh, – tell us about the Fitness Blitz because uh, um, that's a cool concept, I think, just a quick, you know, quick interview not you know long style like we're doing here tell us about that yeah yeah so that one's um you know i have to give tyler wagner um some a lot of credit because he interviewed me on what was called the business blast and uh it was a very very similar format to what i'm doing and you know when i talked to him about it i'm like hey you know give me some insights like what are the value of doing this particular format and you know he really um nailed it and i still talk to him periodically but the fitness blitz is just it's really simple it's 10 to 15 minute interviews um the questions are always the same but they're they're meant to be um something that people can expand on depending on their relative um experience and expertise and uh you know it's that key it's that key and anyway, we do a lot of them you know i release anywhere between four and, and ten a week and uh wow you know you just uh, it gives what it's cool about it what i really like about it is you get people like you know Christine, who have a ton of experience, right? A lot, a lot to talk about. Um, but you also get people who are like, you know, this is, I'm, you know, talked to him before, like, I'm really nervous. This is my first podcast interview. I'm like, don't sweat it. This is going to be great. And, uh, you know, you roll them through it. And then afterwards, they're, they're just bouncing off the walls. They're so happy um, that they did it. And uh, so it's a really cool experience. It's just, you know, really offering, you know, I think I've done 330, 340 interviews in the last eight months on that show. And, uh, it's allowed me to, you know, from, from a entrepreneurial perspective to greatly expand my network, um, as well as, you know, build relationships and do all the things that I value. 
and uh, and then give people a lot of great content that they can share and and hopefully you know systematically help the fitness industry um, you know level up. I think it's a win win. That's yeah. I tell people you're you you know, like us, you see there's value. And I, I tell people all the time and, you know, I'm not pontificating up here on a platform. I'm really in life, bring value to somebody, bring yes. value. And, yes. and that will, you know, maybe you're not making a bazillion dollars right away on a podcast or a radio show, but guess what? You are making, you know, a million connections and relationships. And guess what? At the end of the day, you're not hugging, you know, your, your dollars, you're hugging people. And that's yeah. really what makes a difference. And, um, you know, talk about that. What, how, you know, how has this changed you in any way, I guess, you know, mentally or the way you approach things, the fact that you have this podcast and the, you know, and the fitness blitz radio, what, what's changed about you since you started? Um, you know, I, once again, I think I've just grown so much from learning and talking to people and seeing what's out there, um, and what the challenges are. Um, you know, I've also, I think, you know, and not to bring it back to business, but it, it does come back to it, you know, fairly often, uh, is that, you know, so many people, especially in the fitness industry think that, you know, Hey, if I have a social, great social media account, you know, I'm going to be golden. Right. Or, um, you know, if I can just build that, you know, that six figure funnel in 90 days, you know, there's all these, it's, it's all, it's just a mess. And, what I believe in, and I think you guys believe in it too, is that, you know, anything in life is relationship based. And, you know, if you're not actually talking to people, <laughs> I talk to, you know, online fitness professionals when I help mentor them. I'm like, how many people did you actually talk to today? Well, I don't know. I did a, you know, I did an Instagram post and an Instagram live. I'm like, yeah, but did you actually talk to anybody? No. Yeah. Well, maybe you should talk to some people, Right. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's not B to B, B to C it's, it's, you know, P to P it's people to people. And, uh, you know, no matter what you're, you're selling, what you're doing. And I think, um, this, these podcasts and doing all this has just further reinforced that ideal in my mind that, um, you know, you have to be talking to people to be successful at anything. Um, unless you're a writer, right. You can probably just go on an Island somewhere. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, and then like you, you just, you know, if you want to be successful in, in most forms of business, especially in the fitness industry is you just got You got to be talking to people. You have to be understanding where the problems are. You have to be understanding the pain um, that people are facing and then coming up with solutions to, to solve that. And that's been an integral part of what it is. And, um, I'm also just extremely humbled because there's so many success stories out there, you know, um, people have come at it from so many different angles, um, to be successful in, in the fitness industry. It's, it's really eye opening. I'm like, wow, I never would have thought of trying that, but you did. And here you are with, you know, multi-million dollar business. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's been very humbling and it's been re very, um, reasserting my ideas that, that relationships come first. So where do you see the fitness industry? Let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah, I mean, so you're you're, you're the, the in it. The future of fitness podcast. Yeah, yeah. where do you see it? Oof. Okay, so I'm um, I, I keep I keep my eyes on a lot of technology too. Uh, you know, I, I interview a lot of people who are in the tech sector, from you know wearable technology to um, you know real time biometrics, HRV. Uh, AI, um, nanotechnology, even 3D printing, stuff like that. It's just there's so much tech coming into it. And I think 
you know, there, there's going to be, and I don't mean to scare people, but there is going to be certain roles within the fitness industry that will take a big hit in the next five to 10 years, you know, um, where, you know, applications or AI or in-home training um, or virtual training will kind of take that, you know, that fitness professional who maybe just kind of hangs out, counts reps and drinks their coffee while they're checking text messages and their clients, you know, doing their workout. I don't think that's going to be a future um, Good. job occupation right yeah i'm not adverse yeah, to that i'm sorry weed them out. yeah right. yeah, I mean, yeah I, i'm not and i think uh you know as you look at whatever it may be um how the evolution of gyms come in with technology and, and what's going to happen there i think the higher end you can go um being very very customer and relationship focused uh the better off you'll be because i don't see i mean i can really pontificate on, on what i think um will happen. You know, my, my, what I presume or what I see happening, it's kind of already happening is a merger between the fitness and health, um, role. Right. Right. Uh, you know, there's going to be so much data that we're going to be collecting. I mean, even if you look at like, from people who don't know what HRV is, it's just a way to see where your stress levels are. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of great, um, you know, technology out there from, uh, Morpheus by Joel, Joel Jameson to the aura ring to um, a lot of different things where people are going to be able to see, you know, the data, like, it's not just going to be a guess. Well, Hey, I feel run down today. Well, you can actually see the data, right. And well, what is, what state is your body in? And I'm hoping that, you know, all this information coming out, um, even genetic profiling, things like that will merge the gap between the fitness and the health professional and that we all start working as the same team. And uh, that, that's kind of where I see it all going is that, you know, instead of, and it's probably idealistic, you guys, but I hope that, you know, right now, many of our medical professionals, um, their only option is writing a prescription for a um, crappy pill, right? Right. What if there was a day when they wrote a prescription to go see a licensed fitness professional? Um, right, that's my goal. That, that's, that's one of my goals. Yeah. I might have even said this on your show that I, my goal, my dream is that doctors will prescribe fitness and that I get paid by the insurance company. Yes, that's it. Absolutely. As a fitness professional, the only, I don't have the to be The only thing a, that we're yeah. missing, because there is, there is a paradigm shift. I mean, you know, there, there, there are doctors out there that are on top of nutrition. There are doctors out there that are, you know, that, that know the benefits of, of exercise, like hello. And, uh, you know, or even, you know, just mental clarity, uh, you know, or depression to treat depression and all those things. And I think that it's happening. The only thing that isn't happening is that these doctors aren't being compensated for recommending these, uh, you know, these, these, uh, um, you know, ways to fix it. And, and that's the rub, you know, the, the pharma companies, they're going to pay, you know, and, and the doctors, uh, are, are kind of, you know, riding that train, uh, cause that's their, their, their gravy train. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's, uh, you know, it, it ultimately, we have to start with ourselves too, as, as fitness professionals, you know, let's get off the six week fat loss challenges, right. Um, let's start moving to something that's, you know, honest and authentic about maybe we need to approach habits. We need to approach the basic, um, you know, principles of sleep, stress, and nutrition, um, and, and start really elevating ourselves right first, um, and having people, because, you know, we, we have to take our industry seriously if people want to take, if we want other people to take us seriously too. And that, that's a big part of it. And I think, you know, the other thing that's interesting is that, you know, let's be gracious and say that 20% of, you know, I'm just going to talk about the U.S., the United States population, let's say 20% have a gym membership and or personal trainer, right? That's, that's a very, very gracious estimate. What about the other 80%? 
right? Why are we always fighting for the same 20? When, and I think that's where technology is going to give us access to those people, especially at a corporate wellness level. Um, I think that's the biggest opportunity that we have is getting into meeting people where they are, which most of the time is sitting in a chair eight hours a day um, and getting into the corporate structure and trying to make an impact there. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. I'm, I'm really excited for how it shakes out. You know, uh, I just don't know for sure how it's going to go. If I did, uh, I'll let you guys know if I do know how it's going to go. I don't, I don't sleep at night. This is why my, my mind is just all the time. It's hard to shut off because like you said, there's so many ideas and there's so many holes that need to be filled in, you know, again, talking about the United States is where we're located, but there's so, I mean, you walk around and you say, Oh, this could be so much better in this, or, you know, we could improve lives if this, you know, took place. And, um, I'm looking at something right now that I'd love to access and people don't realize, ready? Genetic factors are responsible for five to 10% of cancer deaths and mutations. What's the other part? The lifestyle. Lifestyle. What you're eating, your yeah. nutrition, your fitness. Yeah. I, this is, this is the information and the data that, that needs to be delivered. And this is what's going to change lives and change our culture and change the quality of people's lives. And, you know, Brian and I are hoping we're doing it and, and, you know, we thank, we thank people like you, Eric, who are also out there bringing this information to the masses and, and making, you know, unbiased information and, and clearing that white noise that everyone's looking for, you know, what's the quick fix and what's the pill I can, you know, and, and really saying, Harry, right, let's sit back and think about habits and think about what we're doing and, you know, let, let us mentor you. Let, let us be your clarity in this world of cloudiness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you about this. You know, you, you mentioned things like AI and, and, you know, and, and all this technology and everything's just really coming at us so quickly and everything, um, you, you know, uh, uh, from the kids' video games and TV and how you even get access to everything. It's all coming at us so quickly. Um, yeah. You know, but people were able to get fit before all of this. Right. People were able to be healthy before all of all. Bring all us of this. back down, Brian. Bring right? us down. So, like, you know, I, I tend to be an old dog with this stuff, and and uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I do succumb to the technology and certain things. But just take the running world, or, or even better, there, there's a lot of parallels. I grew up in, in Manasquan, New Jersey, which is a surfing town, and there's a lot of parallels I always see between the runners and the and the surfers. And for every new you know kid out there ripping with the best board, the you know the the lightest board or whatever it is, there's an old dog out there with a pair you know birdwells on that um you know is is uh you know he's got the same board for for 30 years and it doesn't matter what he is he's still getting it in you know there's a kid out there with a young young runner who's got the fly niche sneakers and the four percent uh you know nikes and he's you know he's up on the tech and he knows what everyone in the country's running he's got his garment and it's all you know heart rate all that stuff and then there's some old you know old dog or somebody you know who just can go out with no watch and just hammers and you know it's just as good so where where do you see like the non-tech stuff uh you know the back to basics type of stuff where do you see that yeah yeah, that's such a good point, Brian. I, I think uh, I'm going to quote you know Andy again because he was on my podcast and we asked we talked about tech and he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, you still got to pick up the freaking dumbbell, right? right? And uh, you know I, the other quote I love too is like, well, you know, last time I checked, it still takes nine months to make a baby, and <laughs> the biology of, of you know um, of humans hasn't changed. So at some point, you know, all of this great gadgetry and and opportunities and I, 
you, you still got to do the work. You still got to have the habits. Nothing can ever change that for you. So the fundamentals are always going to be there, right? Um, you know, truly understanding people. And, you know, what you said earlier, Chris, about, you know, it's like we're dealing with human beings and all the complexity of each individual. And, uh, you know, if we can, you know, understand what is holding someone back, like, you know, I talk to a, a new trainer and we say like, okay, what do you do during your first assessment? And they're like, well, I do this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, no, how many questions do you ask? Right. Like, how do you really get to understand these people and asking the question of why is that important to you three times in a row? Um, you know, well, what's your goals? Well, I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay. Well, why is that important to you? Uh, because my pants don't fit that well anymore. Okay. Well, why is that important to you? Uh, because you know, this, this, and this, and then finally it gets to, well, my wife doesn't look at me the same way anymore. Like, ah, okay. All right. Now we're going to get to work. Right. Um, you know, it's just understanding the human being too. And I think we'll have greater access as fitness professionals to more people. Like I said, that 80%, but you got to understand the fundamentals of, of great habits, um, and lifestyle and that, that is really where we're going to make the most, uh, the most impact. We're peeling back that onion and That's the it. outside of the onion sometimes is not so pretty, but that inside, isn't it sparkly and shiny? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's health coaching, you know, it's, uh, it's, right. it's in addition to that. I, Eric, I spent some time in the mortgage industry as well, you know, seven years and, uh, wow. you know, a good loan application, you know, was all you needed. You had to ask the questions, you know, if you left any questions out, um, you know, you were going to come back to have to ask them again, you know, and, and, uh, and it's one of those things where, you know, you just kind of get, you keep getting in there and every question leads to another question and you just, you just kind of work your way in and eventually you get what you need or they tell you what, like you said, they tell you it's, um, yeah. And that breakthrough probably won't happen in the first session. You know, in fact, I guarantee you it won't, it may take multiple, multiple, it may take years until you really get through to a client and understand what it is. That's, that's getting them, you know, what's holding them back. And, uh, yeah. I mean, most of the time, I guess, as fitness professionals are really just unlicensed therapists, right? Um, we're, fitness, we're fitness therapists. That's what I'm, you know. Yeah. The, 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 the therapists out there are going to be like, stop talking here. Well, right. Right. well no. no. My, hey. mom, my mom's a social worker. We, we share stories all the time, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could tell you over, you know, nine years of gym ownership, how many times someone broke down and cried in my office. Um, it was a lot, you know. It was a lot. And, uh you know, but that's how I was able to build a community with, you know, with Traver as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. We have access as fitness professionals. We have access to people that, uh, in a way that almost any other profession doesn't, you know, um, besides therapists, really it's, it's, we have this crazy uh, ability to access people's lives and I don't know how that happened or how it got facilitated, but it's there. It's true. And we have the ability, you know, like, like teachers and, and whatnot, you have the ability yeah. to change lives. And change yep. mindsets. And that's, you know, when you see a breakthrough and you're with that person on that journey, there's nothing like it, I think. Yeah. And have some fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is. It is. Eric, um, as we are wrapping up our time together, is there any, you know, piece of knowledge or any nugget you want to leave our listeners with? And then obviously I want you to share all your information with our listeners, which we're going to share as well. So, any, uh, any last words of advice you have for our listeners? Yeah. You know, I think, um, fundamentally when you look at, uh, better health and fitness, and I, I would, I would imagine that most of your listeners are, are looking to achieve greater levels of that. Um, start with the little things and build from there. 
you know, there was, um, I worked with a client, uh, he's a DJ in Santa Barbara, uh, fat J if you're listening, what's up, man. And, you know, he, um, he came in and he was, he was really overweight. And, you know, the story I always talk about is like, you know, really in the first day of training, um, that he came, all I asked him to do is just show up. I'm like, don't even bring your workout clothes. Right. And, uh, he was shocked and we just talked for 10 minutes. I sent him home. And the second day, uh, I asked him to bring a gallon of water with him, you know? And then the third day, I'm like, okay, bring your workout bag. We didn't actually start training until day five. And, but I wanted him to get in the habit and comfortability of, of doing the little things, um, taking the little tiny steps. Like it doesn't have to happen overnight. You don't have to do it in six weeks. Right. But you can do it if you start taking the little steps today, um, and continuing with them over time. And it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And, uh, you know, it all starts with everything that you guys teach them on the show, I'm sure is, you know, um, better lifestyle choices and, and all of that. So don't overcomplicate things. Um, just take little steps every day and you'll get there. That's perfect. It's, you know, I like that tactic too. That's a nice one. Fat yeah, Jay. I mean, Jay ended up losing 150 pounds over, over That's six great. Months. Yeah, did, Fat Jay. Did he have to change Love his name? No, I, I started calling him Fit Jay. <laughs> The artist formerly known as Fit J. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric, tell our listeners where they can find the everything about you, where they could, you know, download the podcast and radio and you name it. And then we're going to share it too. But tell them right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to get a hold of me, um, you know, the best place to do it is probably just Facebook um, or LinkedIn, just Eric Malzone. There's only two uh, ones in Brazil, uh, one's me. Um, and, uh, if you want to see all the content that we're putting out there from podcasts to, um, articles and things like that, you can find that at, uh, fitnessprofessionalonline.com. And then, um, lastly, uh, for people who are interested in the industry to, um, create their own brand, uh, through certification, you can go to uh, certified, certified course creation.com. Awesome. You got all that, Christine? I, I pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. We're good. We're good. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm like the note taker. Just Google them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, I really super appreciate you coming on to to Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast and talking to our listeners. And we're going to obviously direct all of our listeners to check out your podcast and everything that you have your hands in because I know that there's great value to what you are doing. And we super appreciate what you're doing for the fitness industry and for people out there looking for a place to just get healthy and live more quality lives. So for that, Eric, we thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, thank you. I mean, I, I really admire what you're doing here. And I think the listeners need to know that, you know, with so many episodes you guys have done and uh, you know, there, there's like nobody does starts podcasting for the money you do because you want to make a change and you guys are, are really doing it um, at a very, very high level. And I hope everyone who listening uh, approaches, you know, appreciates the amount of work on the back end that goes into a show like this. So um, thank you guys. I, I greatly appreciate uh, the opportunity to be part of what you're doing. We thank you for that. Cause that's uh, you know, it is awfully nice uh, to hear it from somebody who does it too. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's, 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 t it's tons of fun. We do it for the fun. I, I told Christine, whatever you're doing, I'm doing it too. Let's just, go uh she she's <laughs> poor brian i'm like the tasmanian <laughs> devil the people in my lives that are well, you know the the wolf pack you, i'm like i just i'm really sorry because it's a it's a crazy tasmanian devil kind of like life i'm living now you and, and eric are, are multi-potentialites that's the word. That's the word. <laughs> That's it. i couldn't think of the word multi-potentialites that have you word. heard that before eric <laughs> 
No, I love it. Multi-potentialites <laughs> are people who cannot be laser focused and that's cool. And people will judge us because <laughs> you have a laser focus in multiple things and that's your jam. That's, that's what it. you're going to be. You won't be successful if you have just one That's right. because you have to have that, you know, and the things bleed together, but they, they have to be multiple at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, good luck with everything. We appreciate you coming on and, uh, and now this is good fun. Stay warm up there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Awesome. With that said, it is Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies and the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.